Should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. So electrified looks different for everyone. Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Live from Washington, D.C., this is Social Distance Politics Edition. I'm your host, <laughs> Stephen Joffrey Williams Thomas. <laughs> With me, as always, is Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Jim. <laughs> or whatever, Stephen. Sorry. Yes, Stephen. Thank you. Um, the reason that Jim made this joke is because uh, what's going on in Congress is they're debating this relief bill, the extension of the CARES Act. And, you know, we've talked about the $600 benefit. You know, we're watching what's going to happen. Um, one thing I read is that part of what's being proposed by Delaware Senator Chris Coons is something called the CORE Act. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an expansion of national service programs like AmeriCorps, just like you've been saying the whole time. So we can build parks, create more outdoor space, put people to work in outdoor spaces, and it's win-win-win, and we, you know, we don't have crowded parks, and we have places people can go and live pandemic lives in the third way. You've been talking about this for months, yeah. And someone's actually doing it. That's like someone with yeah. power, you know. Um, Jim, just give a little refresher for people who haven't been uh, yeah. listening to everything. You're sort of fixated in almost a strange way with the Civilian Conservation Corps. Well, I. I have a CCC sweatshirt. It's like a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for people Tell who want to know more about Civilian Conservation Corps, uh, go back to the top of this <laughs> podcast and just listen to them all. Um, we, we've talked about it a couple of times. It was part of the New Deal. It existed in the U.S. from 1933 to 1942 and was one of the programs that took people who were out of work and essentially allowed them to enlist in a military fashion and go live and work on things like national parks, uh, building lodges, creating trails, planting trees. They were sometimes referred to as Roosevelt's tree army. They planted more than three billion trees. And it just really worked out. He had a lot of people who needed work and wanted to, you know, serve their country. And instead of doing what we often do in those situations, which is arming them, we uh, gave them uh, tools and ranger-type outfits, and they went off to serve in the forest. That sounds real dreamy, and I have, on uh, various road trips and outdoor adventures, enjoyed the fruits of their labor so many years later. So Senator Chris Coons is actually proposing this. This isn't just your nostalgic dream. This <laughs> is actually something that could possibly happen or something like it i don't know the exact specifics of how similar this is to the ccc so remarkably i don't know how or why but uh senator chris coons has agreed to talk to you i didn't imagine when i was studying medicine that i would have to care too much about politics but right now Mm -hmm. we are debating the response to a pandemic and it is all coming down to political negotiations and it is not entirely logical to me, but I do need to understand it. Yep. 
Let's try to understand. Let's give him a call. Okay. Good morning, Senator. Good morning, Jim, Catherine. Hey, nice to talk to you. Great to be on with you. Well, given that we have only a few minutes with you, tell me at, at the broadest sort of like most understandable level, why do you think national service should be part of the recovery? I've personally had the experience of um, standing up and leading an AmeriCorps program that had 150 members uh, in 10 different cities across the United States. I've seen the ways in which it delivers locally um, significant additional resources, hands-on to deal with real problems. So whether the problem you want to address is getting kids back to school or tutoring them remotely if they have to continue to be schooled from home, addressing nutrition and hunger problems through food banks and connecting uh, farmers and food sources to uh, folks who are newly hungry, or whether it's uh, simply trying to do what the Civilian Conservation Corps did 80 years ago and help uh, recover and rebuild uh, the infrastructure in our national parks and on our public lands. This is a great program that creates opportunity, particularly for younger Americans. And there are millions of younger Americans whose job programs or prospects whose educational future has gone sideways during this pandemic and the recession that it's caused. So at a time when there are millions of young people willing and ready to stand up and serve our country, when we've got an existing nationwide network of programs that could easily scale up, in terms of impact for dollars spent, this is not just a jobs program. It's also a program that creates opportunity, that creates connection between people, and that will strengthen nonprofits and education and public health and conservation organizations all over our country. You said my favorite word there, Civilian Conservation Corps, which is three words. But, um, (laughs) you know, one of my chief concerns from a public health perspective is just outdoor space. It seems clear that is going to be a big part of preventing viral spread. People need places to go to move around at a distance. National parks are crowded. City parks are crowded. Some people feel uncomfortable going at all and getting out and moving. We need these spaces from a public health perspective. We have people who need jobs. This seems like a great moment for particularly an angle like that. Uh, Do you think there's momentum right now in the country where something like like that could actually come to pass. I agree, Jim. One of the things I've seen in my own uh, home neighborhood in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, is a record number of people out uh, walking their dogs, walking with friends in the neighborhood parks, uh, just trying to get a break from hours and hours uh, spent at home, cloistered with their families, uh, doing their jobs by Zoom. And when I was county executive, the county I was responsible for had 7,000 acres of parkland, and a lot of it hadn't really been maintained or developed to a level that would allow active recreation. Uh, As you referenced, 80 years ago during the Great Depression, uh, one of the programs of the New Deal was the Civilian Conservation Corps that created an opportunity for literally millions of American men to go and build some of the infrastructure of our national parks that we're still enjoying today. Another program, the Works Progress Administration, was um, more broadly distributed throughout the country. And actually, there's pieces of infrastructure in the county parks in my home community that were built by the WPA in the 1930s. Um, One of the things that I found most satisfying was having AmeriCorps uh, members and some community volunteers finish a project that the WPA had started, but that had run out of money in the 1930s. Um, We need better access to open space, to public lands, 
and this could be the resources. Of course, partnered with folks in uh, local government, uh, folks in the building trades. Um, the, the people who serve in AmeriCorps typically are at the lowest skill levels. There are some professional corps, uh, but most of the work, you know, what they're doing is just providing short-term physical contributions to infrastructure to do anything larger in terms of, you know, a bridge. Uh, they, they have to be partnered up with folks um, from local government uh, or from labor who've actually got the skills. But one of the things that I think is underappreciated, Jim, about AmeriCorps as a program is instead of looking at it as a gap year or a year off for college kids, it has actually functioned more as uh, the first rung on a ladder to apprentice programs and then into either the skilled trades uh, or into a professional career in local government uh, or in uh, local construction and trades in many cases. Sure, sure. So when the Civilian Conservation Corps was up and running in the 30s, people, they sort of enlisted and got uh, outfits and a badge and they were going off to do this thing for the country. There were overtones of sort of uh, military aspects, like a national pride to it. You're, you're going to work to build our country. Um, I'm wondering, you know, I think conservation tends to have a not a ton of bipartisan support these days. But if there's a way to kind of harness some of that um, national pride or whatever was able to come together for us in the 30s in this moment. Well, actually, there's uh, there's been a broad movement among veterans and military leaders, uh, business, uh, private sector leaders, Republican and Democrat, to support the idea of national service as a way of bringing our country together, as a way of helping younger people have the experience of being with and serving our nation alongside people from other regions and other backgrounds. Uh, My own father uh, was a sergeant in the 1st Infantry in Germany, and for the rest of his life, he talked about that two-year experience he had of serving alongside men, and at that point it was all men, um, from other religions, from other regions, from other races, and how, you know, for a Protestant white kid from Boston, that was really the first time in his life he understood what it meant to be an American. Um, Sure, he understood that, you know, being in the army uh, was part of serving our country, but I don't think he really had an appreciation for our nation before that. And I saw the same experience with the young people who I helped recruit and train and support in the AmeriCorps program that I led in the early 90s. Uh, They were mostly working in schools, uh, in tough inner city schools, providing tutoring and mentoring and after-school programming. Uh, But, you know, whether AmeriCorps members are helping with disaster recovery or helping uh, with tutoring or with building homes with a program like Habitat or Youth Build, I have found over and over it strengthens uh, their own skills, it strengthens their sense of connectivity, but it also strengthens their sense of national pride. And as you mentioned, the CCC had, you know, badges and uniforms. Well, AmeriCorps also has logos and training and equipment that identifies them as AmeriCorps members and creates a sense of pride uh, in the common work. Right. Okay. So when you have a program that's doing these really localized, specialized efforts tailored to the needs of a community, doing many different things, how do you get national support momentum behind something like that that doesn't have just like a key buzzword of exactly what it is people are doing? Well, the good news is that um, AmeriCorps now has uh, a nearly 30-year record of actually delivering results. So there are senators and congressmen, mayors and governors, nonprofit leaders uh, and business leaders who have seen the difference that Youth Build and City Year, Habitat for Humanity, Food Corps have made 
in communities all over the country. Well, this all sounds good. Is it going to happen? Well, I've worked in the last two months to recruit uh, 16 co-sponsors, eight Republican co-sponsors and eight Democrats. And the Republicans run the gamut, you know, from well-known senators like Senators John Cornyn of Texas and Marco Rubio of Florida, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. My lead co-sponsor is um, Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi, a conservative Republican, but who is also willing to support this program uh, alongside me. Um, I've got great Democrats as co-sponsors on this bill, folks you've heard of like Jack Reed or Tammy Duckworth, Kamala Harris and uh, Cory Booker and, and Amy Klobuchar. What this bill would do increase the living stipend, increase the education award so that a broader range of Americans can afford to do a year of full-time service, but double the number of available slots from 75,000 today to 150,000, and then gradually increase it over three years. 10 years ago, we authorized as the nation's monument to Senator Ted Kennedy, 250,000 AmeriCorps positions a year. We've never come close to funding it this would make that possible over the next three years. It would meet the moment of the combination of a pandemic and a recession. It is an existing nationwide program that is scalable, and it would allow work that needs to get done at the community level to get done. It's had broad support in the House and the Senate, and I'm optimistic it's going to be part of our response in this next COVID relief package. That sounds great. And, and if you called it the Civilian Conservation Corps Act, <laughs> even I would sign on. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Senator. And uh, Thank you, Jim. Great to be on with you. Bye. Bye-bye. How nice of uh, Senator Coons to talk to us. That was very generous of him. Yeah. I mean, it's such a no-brainer, right? You know, they're debating a lot of things right now that are all going to get rolled together, and sometimes super reasonable propositions get left out as kind of collateral damage right. for some sort of butterfly effect situation. Right. Uh, you know, I'm... It's like a Rubik's Cube, as I understand it. What? I mean, the way these omnibus things come together. Oh, is like a, a Rubik's Cube? Yeah, you know. But does a Rubik's Cube leave things out? I think some of... You know, it's not a perfect metaphor. <laughs> Unlike most of my metaphors. Right. You're really good at metaphors. There's a lot um, of moving parts is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like the Republican relief proposal right now adds uh, $8 billion in Pentagon weapons systems Are funding. you serious? Uh, right. So everyone's trying to tack things on right now. And I think um, that's where you're battling over things like that. Someone's like, oh, you know, we'll cut that, but you're going to cut your AmeriCorps. And then they have beer, fine, you know? And it's just like, why was that even there in the first place? Why were the defense programs? That's not what this was ever about. But I, as mm -hmm. I understand it, that's how reasonable things get thrown out. So you just have to escalate yeah. and you have to be like, well, then I'm building a biodome over the US. And they're like, okay, we'll cut the biodome if you cut the defense spending. And like, but we keep AmeriCorps. Yes, we keep AmeriCorps. You would be a fantastic senator. What negotiation skills. Amazing. Okay. Uh, well, that was really interesting. I, man, oh, man, wouldn't that be cool? Yep. I just, I mean, even in non-pandemic times to have expanded national service, like, people want to do that, I think. Oh, yeah. Have you seen these old lodges? I mean, go to any national estate park. You, you find lodges that were built during that era. Yeah. No, and I'm a big state you're like, park fan. these people, this was 100 years ago, and you had civilians coming out and being like, we're going to just 
cut down a bunch of trees and build an enormous building. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun, right? That, that's a fun way to spend a summer. It's going to be beautiful and last for generations. All right. Well, uh, you and I should probably get outside some, huh? Uh-huh. Maybe we can, on Friday's episode, we promise to be outside for at least some portion. How about that? Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, this episode was produced by Kevin Townsend. You can write us at socialdistanceattheatlantic.com. And you can subscribe to The Atlantic at theatlantic.com slash support us. That link is how we know that you came from the podcast. All right. Bye, Jim. Bye. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.